Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to Countryside and welcome to 2017, Kerry. Happy New Year to you. And to you our too. listeners as well. And on this week's programme, a bit of a, the festive, I suppose, spirit of the countryside we've tried to get in, haven't we? You, uh, you were at the fell running. Yes, the fell run was very well attended um, by all sorts of people, but a lot of farming people were there taking part and an awful lot of young farmers as well. But it was for all the family. There was dogs and children and the most amazing fancy dress costumes, so they were spectacular. Yeah, of course, Llewellyn Hill, it's not the, the easiest climb, I suppose, but farmers, I suppose, will do a lot of miles walking around at the stock in a day. I suppose maybe not so now with the quads and things. That's right, it was. It was once it was just... Uh, foot and stick and away you went but uh, now it's with the quads it's a lot more mechanised and yeah we don't get the fitness in like we used to but we're not complaining I don't suppose if you've seen what the old boys used to do getting up Black Hill That's right and you never got to one of the New Year's dips have you? No I've, I've never taken part but uh, it's a great event and obviously it's for the lifeboat to be out there as well it's a good practice for them isn't it? So Yeah well I went, on to, I went along to the Ramsey one spoke to some of the people there before and after the event and uh, also uh, Ali Clegg uh, one of the Lifeboat members from the Ramsey crew. The Lifeboat was on just on standby there on show as well because they're make, trying to make a lot of money for it as well, and a lot of people doing it to make money for charity. So uh, brilliant events on on there, and also uh, Stuart Allenson I caught up with. Um, he's a vegetable grower from the North of Isle of Man, and uh, a lot of acres and a lot of hours to put in um, oh, yes. to to put the the vegetables uh, on our tables and in the shops around the Isle of Man. And uh, he's telling me about how the season had been, and particularly uh, the festive period, I suppose, as well, with uh, you know a lot of people having their, their, their Christmas and New Year's lunches as well. So uh, um, plenty to listen to on this week's Countryside, so here it is. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. First of all, Kerry, Happy New Year. And you too. You have a good Christmas and New Year? Yes, it was very peaceful, all well, family orientated yeah. and yeah, all about food. Yeah, and from <laughs> farming perspectives, I suppose it's uh, been one of the better ones weather-wise, hasn't it? Oh, it's been superb. The weather is just holding out lovely. It's so dry underfoot and a lot of cows are still out. They've not even been brought in yet and hopefully all being well, it'll run into a, a nice early lambing time and yeah, if it stays dry, it'll make life a lot easier. Yeah, well, have you got many carving at the moment? No, just an odd one, but uh, Texels are due to lamb in the middle of February, so it's uh, only around the corner now. Yeah, good. Well, talking about uh, weather and Christmas and New Year activities, I popped along to one of the annual dips that takes place into the sea at this time of year, and I went along to the South Prom in Ramsey, and uh, I caught up with some people after the event, and also Ali Clegg from the uh, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute uh, based at Ramsey, that part of it. But first of all, spoke to some of the people who were, well, sounded eager to get in the water. First of all, Steve Walsh. Look for practice care, raising every, funds. Every year? Yeah, this is my fourth. It's not put you off? No. This sort of chilly, about four degrees today? No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do afterwards? Just go home and get a shower, warm up. <laughs> right, but it's great to see so many here all. It's a lot great, of them yeah. doing it for charity, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. It's a good fundraising thing and it's a bit of a laugh. Certainly sobers you up on New Year's Day. Will you still be as cheerful when you come back out? Yeah, of course I will. I'm always <laughs> cheerful. <laughs> well done anyway. Cheers, we'll thanks a lot. 
Who have we got here? Tasha. <laughs> Caitlin Gale. Now, have you done this before? No. No. What's made you decide to go and do it this year? She asked me. My mum. <laughs> My mum told me to do it. Has your mum done it before, though? No, probably no, not. No, that's a bit harsh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, right? <coughs> Are you doing it just for the for the laugh of it? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you don't know what to expect yet, then, I suppose. Do you know many people who have done it? Many, no. no. What have they said? They said it's, it's freezing. It's all right. Yeah. You'll be all right. Good luck with it anyway. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, Clegg, uh, they're on the way back now. It's uh, amazing when you when you're looking after they go in, the amount of people that's actually gone in. Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, we this kind of started as half a dozen people. Just half a dozen. That's half a dozen, and they, they were. When would that be? That's got about uh, five or six years ago now. It'd be. Uh, it was half a dozen or so went in. It just seems to have snowballed since there, like the word has got around. The weather makes a big difference. A lot of people have woke up this morning and thought, it's a nice day, I'll go for it. I don't know what thoughts went through their head when they walked around the corner and seen the sea state, though. <laughs> it's a pretty unusual wind today, direction, and it's only about four and a half, five degrees or so, so not great. No, it's not great. It's, it's a bit chilly, and it's, the sea state is probably on the top end of what we would allow it to go ahead you know, if this was full easterly there'd be a lot more wave bounded onto the beach and then you've got to take it you know they said the considerations on the safety side of things from you from the lifeboat crew being a member for a long long time the lifeboats out on the beach on show as well i suppose it's a big part of um, the community side of, of your jobs oh absolutely yeah i mean or not even jobs volunteers. Not, well <laughs> it is it's, it's all playing part of, uh, of the community and and um, interacting with everybody and you know it's just great to see this many people turning up now we're fundraising for ourselves on the day and also bunsko rooms there you know that every little helps yeah, it does say. Now, looking at the sea, it's fairly good waves coming in. wouldn't bother you taking the boat out in this, would it? Oh, no, not, not a day like today. These are the days that are great for crew training. You can do anything you want on a nice, flat, calm day. But a day like today, the crew get the chance to work on deck in you know, quite dodgy conditions. And we also encourage them to get in the water in a dry suit as well to give them a, you know, uh, another perspective, maybe from a casualties point of view of the cold and the, and the waves, you know. The Isle of Man, because obviously we're... We're only a small place, but we're surrounded by sea, and it is a dangerous place at times, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this is why the RNLI now have taken on running of the, the Respect the Water campaign. You know, uh, we're, we're lucky around here. We don't have the big tidal rips that, you know, that places around the UK have, but all the same. Sadly, we do lose people every now and again, and the Irish Sea is, is quite a dangerous place, and it's very unpredictable and can change very quickly and of course uh, a lot of fishing ports around the Isle of Man as well for a small place which uh, you know that they've got to have a great working relationship with them as well haven't you? Oh yeah absolutely we've got um, a fishing safety officer as well now Frankie Horn down in Peel fishermen many years ago wouldn't dream of wearing anything like a life jacket and, and that's how so many were lost but this campaign now and the fishing safety going great you know awareness and health and safety is a, is a lot more prominent now and and um, like you say, a small community like this, you've got to work together. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they wear them years ago? Was it a bravado thing or macho thing? Or, or was it that they thought that it got in the way of their work? It was both that, really. Bravado, complacency, you know, it was never going to happen to me sort of thing. But they were bulky, uh, life jackets. But now there's one that's been developed 
that's very comfortable for the fishermen to wear and they can work in it you know and, and they're wearing them now you know right. which is good to see yeah it is well you're doing a fantastic job and it's great to see such a great turnout today ali well done to the absolutely and hope for more next year <laughs> well dr allenson mhk Hello. You wouldn't encourage people to do this? Absolutely. It's a, it's a fantastic community event. Um, raises some good good amounts of money for the RNLI and the local school. And it's great to bring everyone together, particularly all the kids and their parents. Have you done it before? Um, I think this is the fourth or fifth time. Right. Yeah, and, and this year I managed to get both of my kids involved as well. <laughs> but 135, I think, there was yeah, that went yeah. in. No, it's it fantastic. Some... And it's a really good, good buzz, a you know, really good start to the new year. The people, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to come out. At least the sun is shining, but she's fairly nippy in the the wind's not quite oh, the, the right the, the sun always shines in Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> not going to deter people though, is it? No, not, not, not no. at all. I mean, the RNLI do a great job looking after people. Mm. I mean, they're out in the, in the sea well before we are, um, just to make it absolutely safe. And as I said, it's just a great community event. Oh, well, you've been in yourself, so you can't <laughs> say you've just T- done what? Time to dry off now. <laughs> well done. Take care. You look as though you're nice and warm. Hot water bottle with me, Simon, this morning. Have you been uh, done this before? This is my fifth year in a row, I think. Fifth year in a row? Yeah. But 135 people, so you're not alone. Oh no, it's fab. Everybody comes down, we all look forward to it. Come to make some good money for the lifeboat and the school, so yeah, worthwhile. And is that what everyone's attitude seems to be getting? I know it sounds a bit crazy doing it, but I mean, if it's going to make money and help support things, it's well worth it, is it? Definitely. Every little helps. Is it as bad or is it just a sort of adrenaline... I you know, the fear I, of it. Yeah, the adrenaline takes over. You don't, it's actually, it's not as bad this year it has been in previous years. It's great this year, there's a jam site, more people here, a lot more support. And uh, the sea is actually, the weather's nice, it's sunny. Ignore that, it's a balmy 80 degrees in your mind and just run in. <laughs> well done anyway, Debbie. Thank you, darling. Well, there are some of the people uh, who I spoke to after the New Year's dip at Ramsey Promenade and uh, also Ali Clegg from the Ramsey branch of the lifeboat, the RNLI, and uh, also some of the people just before they went in. And they were saying they were quite pleased with the weather. She was fairly chilly, uh, Kiri, but the sun was shining, and uh, as they said there, the adrenaline sort of makes you forget about it. So it's one of the things I've never done. Have you chanced it yet? No, I've never chanced it either, but uh, a lot of people do support it, and I suppose it's good good practice for the lifeboat, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it's good to they raise money for it, and also people doing it for charity as well. So uh, great news on that front. You were out and about doing some of the activities away at Slowalian Hill, were you? Yes, it was a a very cold, cold morning, but uh, yeah, massive crowds out for the annual fell run, and I went along and caught up with some of the competitors. Stiena, so how was that up there, the fell run for 2017? Oh, absolutely loved it. (laughs) You look a bit worse for wear, though. I certainly am after last night, anyway. Uh, It's not the thing I had in mind this morning, anyway, but uh, no, glad to do it, first time, and uh, I'm glad to finish as well, so... But it's pretty much vertical at some points. Pretty much, pretty much. Just doing a lot of walking, a lot of walking. There's so many characters here today in fancy dress. Some of the outfits are just spectacular. Oh, they're great, aren't they? You know. <laughs> and you've come as a... Where's Wally? <laughs> Who is the Wally? <laughs> Another competitor, Adam Huxham. How was that for you? Really tough. Found it really hard this year, but did well, did okay, I'm happy. And what position did you come, do you know? I think 20th, I think. 
And the fancy dress? The outfits get better every year, don't they? <laughs> I'm, yeah, we're, I'm going to go and go for it next year, I think, definitely. I feel left out now. Well, anyway, I better let you guys go and get changed, but uh, thanks anyway. Thank you. So it's a cool family day out here, Sam, at the Fell Run today, with your beautiful stripes on too. We have. We've got our stripes for Alder Hay. We thought we'd wear them today. The costumes here today are absolutely fantastic. We've been blown away by them. And we got beaten by firemen carrying a hose in their full uniform. We got beaten. Oh, I did. My, <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth and Seth didn't, but I did. But it's been such a fantastic such a fantastic day but all, all four of you are all wearing the older hay stripes and it's such a it's such a good day out here today to you know bring it to the forefront and, and even your dog even the dog's got his stripes on today he doesn't like having his hoodie up but he loves having his stripes on he's very proud to wear his stripes for older hay but what was it like up there sam this is your first time as well is it treacherous nothing could prepare me for it basically i said to the boys that i would probably end up walking a bit of it up I've walked the whole way up. Oh um, we got me. through the river and then up to the top road and then it is just so steep you you can't run it. Well, people can run it, obviously I couldn't run it. <laughs> but then even coming down, my dad's advice was slide, <laughs> which I didn't have to do, but it's, uh, it's the only way to do it, I think, in some parts. But there's been good support all the way around the course, though, hasn't there? You know, even at the river, there was lots of people, you know, cheering you all on. What did you think of it all? Was it a great atmosphere out there? It was absolutely fantastic atmosphere. I've done the London Marathon before and it was not on akin to that because obviously it's a lot shorter but right the way up and even a few of the guys who came I think he said he came fifth or uh, fifth or sixth he came back up to cheer his mum on and Aww. things like that just really and there's a lot of young farmers done it today which is fantastic so. it's a full family day out and it's really grown from year to year and you know you don't have to be a fell runner to take part obviously not in the slightest Seth did the dip before we got here so we had a quick change in the car and then back up oh, on the fell, oh, so he's done fantastic. What a great day. Oh, well, I'll go and let you get changed now anyway. All the mud splattered everywhere. You enjoy it? Yeah. You do it next year? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> David Cretney, yet another fantastic turnout here at the fell run, the annual Slowellian run. Yes, absolutely, and it's uh, lots of money been raised for charity over the years, and it's just a, a special New Year's Day event. I mean, there's so many people get involved. Oh, my word, yeah. All sorts of families from all over the island come along, and the fancy dress is great, you know, it's just, it's a good fun event and raising lots of money for a good cause. And about just short of 200 people competing this, this time. So we've been involved for years. Uh, when I had Supercard Shop, we used to sponsor the event. Then when Supercard shut, because it's such a good event, I wanted to carry on. So it's... It's a great event. But there's so many young runners here as well, and some of these children are representing the Isle of Man, you know, in, in their own field. Well, yes. I mean, we, we always hear about cycling and stuff, but I think we've got some good potential yeah. athletes coming through here as well. There's certainly in the first 10 or so, a couple of juniors who are well ahead of where you would expect them to be. And so it's really good news. I mean, sport in general, it's, it's all about good lifestyles and stuff. We all liked it. We all had a good time, I'm sure, last night at New Year's Eve. But today... Here they all are. Absolutely. Out in force, Absolutely. But the spectators, though, David, the place was packed. Yeah, I always go by the river crossing because that's good fun and sometimes people end up in the river. But, yes, it was packed. I came and I only just managed to get a spotlight. <laughs> and, that, and that's the same. There's dogs, there's people. Everybody enjoys themselves. And that's what it's all about, you know, a good Isle of Man event. It's so successful, but people are putting it in their calendars now. You know, they're marking it up, go to a dip and then come and do the fell run. It's nothing better to start 2017, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I envy the people who do the dips because I could, would not fancy doing that <laughs> at all. This I've always fancied having a go at, but the dips just... Oh, 
no. put me right off their real brave hearts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go back in just yeah, now and yeah. see the presentation, but the, the winner, Lloyd Taggart again. Again, yes. He's such a phenomenal athlete. Again, well ahead and, you know, great athlete through the field, but he was streets ahead again. So Lloyd Taggart, yet another fell win under your belt. Yeah, I was uh, pleased to win today. It was um, not really expected this year. <laughs> and then the fancy dress as well. What were you? <laughs> supposed to be Donald Trump. but <laughs> Yeah, there was a few uh, mixed opinions at the river, whether you were a schoolgirl or, or an office worker. They couldn't quite figure out what you were. <laughs> But it's all part of the charm, though. It's a great race. Yeah, yeah, it's a great event, and it raises loads of money for charity. Obviously, it didn't all just start from nowhere. How did it come about? You're a farmer's son. It's one of these things you don't hear many people getting into is running. You do enough running around the farm, but how did it all begin? Well, for me, I was living in the Peak District, and um, it's a popular sport over there, more popular than it is in the Isle of Man. And um, I joined a local running club, Buxton AC, and... um, it was just great. We were, I was running up the hills already and we started going to events once a week, twice a week and then it became three or four times a week because there was lots of events in the UK, especially in the Peak District and the Lake District and, and Wales where it's very popular. It's an addictive sport. It's a lot more fun than road running or cross country. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, that's, that's how I started and I loved it. I've, I've been doing it for 20 years and I've really enjoyed it, yeah. And you've come back to live on the Isle of Man now with, with your wife, Jackie, who also races. Jackie, you, do you enjoy doing the fell running? Yes. Better than cross country? A lot better than cross country, yes. With this course here today, though, it's, it's meant to be absolutely horrendous up the top of the mountain. It's a bit muddy, but I think people like that. I think um, that's what marks out as different to the boring old road runs and the cross-country runs, which are just around fields. And Is it a good sport to, to be involved in? It's a fantastic sport to be involved in. I was uh, watching halfway up the hill, and I noticed the top dozen people, uh, most of them were juniors. They were yeah. young people. But it's you nice know, to see boys. them coming through, isn't it? You know, is it a good future for, for your sport, really? It's, it's something to be encouraged. It is, yeah, because um, there's less stress on fell running. Um, when they get into the road running, the cross country, it's very formal, it's very regimented. There can be a lot of pressure, whereas on the hills, yeah. there is no pressure. It's just you it's and the just wind. you and the hills. <laughs> it's lovely. And I bet you see some absolutely spectacular views. It must be just stunning, especially running around all these different events in the UK. How does the Isle of Man compare? It's a fantastic way to get to know the island when we first moved over and um, there were approximately one race a month but we would just go out and recce and of course that recce would lead to us noticing other places to go and visit and um, it's just a fantastic way to see the island really. You get to see the hidden places that people often don't get to know about. What gives you the motivation to go and do it, you know, to to get out of bed and want to go running in in the mud, in the cold? What what drives you on? Oh, it's the great outdoors. You just want to be outside and no matter what the elements, although when they're too bad actually to stay indoors, uh, it's just getting out there. It's It's just, it's spiritual as well as physical. So Eleanor, you won the ladies race. What did you think of it out there today? I loved it actually. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was really good fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Do you do a lot of running throughout the year? My first year of running actually. I started just last year. My first race that I did was this last year. I run most days with my dog, but I I don't train specifically. I just kind of go out and and do whatever I feel like and, um, you know, do a long run if I feel like it, short run if I feel like it. And 
yeah, just enjoy it really. And how was it? Was the course really, really muddy today? It was, it's quite vertical in places. It wasn't too bad actually. With a few bits coming up to the stars were really, really treacherous and some slippy leaves, they were bad. But no, generally it was absolutely gorgeous and there's a lovely, lovely stretch coming down off the top when you can really stretch out. That was, that was fantastic. Well, my word. It's just absolutely brilliant to have the two winners here. Obviously a lot of effort goes into it, but it is a very social event though, Lloyd. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great, isn't it? As you can see, there's um, people still here now enjoying it, so yeah, it's great. That was some of the people involved in the annual fell run at Slewellian. You weren't tempted to run up the hill alongside of them? No, my dad and my brothers, they go every year, and um, yeah, I just spectate. Run up? <laughs> they do. Dad was always keen on the cross-country, and yeah, he still has to be first to the river, but uh, this year he actually chickened out and actually watched, so uh, we all, all were spectating, and there were some fantastic costumes. What's going on with the fellow with the frying pan and the sausage? <laughs> Hope they were Manx ones. <laughs> oh my word! There was witches, there was dinosaurs. Oh, the costumes were endless. But he hit, he did. He had a frying pan full of sausages, and there was no oil, luckily. But off he went up the hill with that and came back with them too. And it just shows that you know that it's not just the activities that are happening with families and everything at home people are, are keen to get out into the countryside away from the televisions and not that there was much of any use <laughs> oh, on no. the television but uh, of course we're more radio people listen to the radio but you know it gets them out in the countryside and there's so much the views from up there are well spectacular oh there was some fantastic photographs after the event and oh it just looked beautiful up there and next year i think we're going to take an ocean and go to the top and watch them up there and uh, and take it all in there's so many people with dogs, you know, as an excuse to get out and blow off the cobwebs in a way. That's good. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, we mentioned the weather just before. It's been fairly reasonable for stock uh, people and stock farmers here on the Isle of Man and crop growers as well. But to find out from a market gardener's perspective of how the vegetable season had been, and particularly at this time of year with the Christmas and New Year period, I went to the Rendu Farm in Derby and spoke to Stuart Allenson. Well, we've had a good run up to Christmas, Simon. We've had some fantastic weather in terms of, you know, the ground's been dry enough to get the crops out this year. I know you came up last year and it was incredibly wet when you came up then. It's just a complete difference. I suppose it's not just the inconvenience of it. Is it, is it more time that that costs on everything? It is. You know, we can spend, you know, double the time when the weather's really wet and we're bringing back a lot of soil when we're digging the carrots and the parsnips. So it's been, you know, good weather, really helpful this year. Christmas and New Year, obviously the big roast dinners and everything like that. Which is the busiest? Well, Christmas time's uh, the busier. We do a really good sales before Christmas. That was fantastic. And dare I say, nice to get a couple of days off over Christmas as well. The Christmas side of it then, so important to people. And how are they supporting the Manx? The sales of, um, you know, the veg has been really good, Simon. The local firms, Robinson's and some of the other local smaller stores have been very supportive. And we've had very good sales. What in particular? Is it just everything in the in the potato, the carrot line? I know they must have a few acres of carrots and potatoes. What, what sort of areas have you got? Uh, in potatoes, we're sort of 60 plus acres on potatoes, on the carrots. You know, you, you might be surprised, you know, it's two and a half acres of carrots, something like that. And when you see a field of carrots, you think, well, two and a half acres doesn't sound much to a field of spuds, but it's a lot of carrots in it. it, it it's, it's a lot of carrots, Simon, certainly, yes. You know, if the boat doesn't sail, and it didn't sail one of the days before Christmas, we're able to 
cope. It's, it's a rush, it's a struggle, but we're able to cope with the, the added business. What about uh, competition from outside the island? Is that still as stiff as ever? Yeah, there's competition from outside the island. We've got some of the big supermarkets here. They're not as supportive as they could be of local produce, and it's very, very disappointing. But, you know, if customers go in there when the boat hasn't sailed and find the shelves are empty, then, sorry, you know, that's, you know, their choice. Are the competitive on price and what have you with the Manx ones? I know that, you know, it's, everyone's trying to support the local ones. Some will say, oh, well, you know, they're a penny dear or something, which is absolutely nothing when you know where it's coming from and stuff. Some of the prices the uh, supermarkets from the UK have put on over Christmas have been, without question, well below the cost of production. And that's below the cost of production in the UK, not just the cost here on the Isle of Man. They put these offers on just to get people through the supermarket doors because they know they're not in just to buy, you know, one or two bags of potatoes or a bag of carrots. They do the, you know, the full shopping while they're in there. Well, what sort of difference is it? If, if, if 10 pence or something, I don't know what sort of price. How much is a kilo of spuds now? Um, is well, it being kilos, not pounds? It's, it? it's in kilos now, Simon, yes. Some of the offers on the English ones have been 39 pence for two and a half kilos of potatoes, whereas, you know, at the same time, they've been selling other English potatoes at over £2 for two and a half kilos. So it's not that the normal price is, is, is too dear, it's just they've put it below the cost of production just to get people through the door. What about the Rendu farm here itself? Is it, is it suited to all the things you grow or do you have to manipulate the ground a little bit to suit each particular crop that you're growing or are they fairly reasonably you know, crop rotational? No, crop rotational, certainly. We have a good crop rotation. We have six years between crops of potatoes and, you know, have plenty of land for all the other crops to get a really good rotation, you know, maybe up to 15 years on some of the crops. So we've no problem that way. In terms of, you know, what we grow, no, uh, we do stick to crops that are very much, you know, for this part of the world. And sandiest soil, I suppose, up the north compared to a lot, which suits the carrots, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we've, we've reasonably good sandy loamy soil here, Simon, so it's reasonably good drainage. Um, but as I said earlier, you know, we, we've had such good weather this autumn, this winter, compared with last year. Uh, last year, it wasn't that it was, you know, just uh, wet. It was just continuous, non-stop. What's the worst type of weather for you? I suppose wind won't affect you, I suppose, unless it blows some of the polytunnels down. But, I mean, rain, snow, frost, things like that. Which is the worst? If we get a frost below about minus five, then we really do struggle to get the crops out of the ground. The ground is physically frozen that hard, we can't get them out. But for us here, it would be very, very unusual for that to happen. You say that, that it's, it's the difficulties getting them out of the ground. It wouldn't, wouldn't affect them growing or, or affect the quality of them? It needs to go down probably to about minus eight, minus nine before it's starting to affect the quality. Once it gets to that sort of level, then yes, it, it can affect them. But that would be incredibly rare to get below them temperatures here. All in all, a reasonable year then, and what's ahead for 2017? Yeah, a reasonable year, Simon, thank you. It's been good. Um, for 2017, well, don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be much of the same thing. We added beetroots this year, that was a really good seller. Looking at perhaps one or two other things, we'll, we'll see. Maybe add another couple of crops this year, see how it goes. And of course, throughout 2017 and the rest of it, I suppose, Stuart, you'll be hoping for the support of the of the Manx public? Yes, we will indeed, Simon. We've enjoyed great support from the Manx public. 
and we're looking forward to you know continuing supplying them with local produce here whether the boats sail or they don't you know we'll have the local produce in the shops there we are Stuart Allenson from the Rendu farm in Jerby telling us about the season and the, the trials and tribulations I suppose with vegetable growing but fairly happy with the way things are going this year and a nice message from him thanking his customers for supporting the Manx produce you know because uh, it's not easy it's not an easy job that is it you know any no. any sort of life with the farmers will end you forget the market gardens and vegetable growers and potato growers it's a it's a long season for them isn't it it certainly is and i suppose this year with the weather being drier it would have been easier to lift them and and get them to the customers fairly handy but uh in other years i bet they've had a tough run um they just talking to Stuart. he's not much of a sprout a sprout grower because oh. uh, the work involved but of course the, I've done that in the past myself on cold, frosty oh. winter mornings, picking the Brussels sprouts. You'll know side. about it with your fingers. <laughs> you would there. But that's all for this week's Countryside. We'll be back at the same time next morning. Don't forget, if you've got anything for Countryside, leave a message for Kiri or myself here at Manx Radio or leave an email message on countryside at manxradio.com. We'll be glad to try and get something new on the programme for 2017. <laughs> Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. There we are, fell running, vegetable growing, and not quite skinny dipping, but uh, <laughs> a, few, a few of them had some bizarre uh, equipment on, and hot water bottles, all sorts to hand after they come out of the water. Goodness me, oh, you'd well need it, wouldn't you? Yeah. It was cold that day. Yeah, fairly chilly, but the sun was shining, so I suppose psychologically they thought it would be a little bit warmer. <laughs> and uh, great that the Ramsey Lifeboat crew were all out there, some of them in the water, some of them not, you know, just oh, keeping an eye part. on proceedings as well. Yeah. So there we are. And um, we'll be back next week with Countryside again. So from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermit. We'll speak to you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.